Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back. It's Wednesday hump day. That's right. Ride or die crew. Let's do this. That's what I'm talking about. I'm Jeff Hartman, your host. The co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and this Let's Ride podcast hosts every Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning. Wherever you get your podcast, make sure you subscribe or follow. Do whatever you have to do so that you don't miss a thing that's not just my show. That's Dave Schofield, Stat Geek on Thursday. That's a live mic with Michael Beck, the deputy editor on Tuesday, as well as all of our PM content. Just you, honestly, if you're a diehard Steeler fan, you can't get enough content. If you cannot get enough just honest to goodness dealer sports talk, then there's no other site. And I'm being completely honest with you, by the way, there's no other site better than behind the steel curtain.com and our audio platform. But it, I just want to take a moment because, you know, this guy does a lot for the site. Doesn't even realize it. He's done it already. And we just took it with his permission. I want to give a big shout out to the Jerry cherry band. Every time I listen to my own show and I do listen to my own show. No, I'm not a narcissist. No, I don't reek of pride and hubris. What I do is I, I want to listen to myself, and maybe I'm not enunciating well enough. Maybe I, I don't have a good flow to the show. Some shows are better than others, and you learn by listening. But every time I listen to my show, I'm like, man, that music is spot on. Jerry Cherry Band, he's a big fan of the show. He's followed us on YouTube for a long time. Give him a follow on YouTube. Give him a follow on Twitter. Go to at Jerry Cherry Band. Follow him. His music is tremendous. And honestly, if you're learning to play the guitar, some really good YouTube videos. As a novice myself, I've checked many of them out. 
Let's get right off. I want to thank Dave Schofield as well. He joined me on Monday's show. I thought it was a great show. Um, I, I asked Dave at the last minute when we were talking about team needs, can you join me for this show? We were going to just do a, a, the first segment together, but turned out it was just going too well. Good discussion. I think that if you're someone that's sitting there wondering, what does the Marquise Pouncey retirement have to do with the Steelers team needs? My gosh, that whole podcast is for you. So check that out on Monday. If you haven't already, I'm sure most of my ride or die crew has. It's Wednesday. We know this. That means that on Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday at the end of the show, I should say, maybe you're listening in the afternoon, I answer questions in the mailbag. You all have not disappointed. Once again, I'm so proud, so happy to have you all on board. But before we get to that, I was thinking about the title for the first segment, and I was like, man, everyone is so down on the Steelers, and I get it. Everyone's just so, uh, this the rebuild is here. The rebuild, this, that, and the other. Ben Roethlisberger's washed up. I could go on and on. I'm an optimistic guy. If you've listened to this podcast for any duration of time, you know that I, just by my nature, I'm very optimistic. I always see the glass as half full. I always see the bright side of life. And even though there are times where it's tough, I always try to be that kind of guy. And so even with this podcast, even with my writing, I tend to be more of a positive person. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for being positive out there. In today's day and age, there are times where people get mad if you're like a happy guy or you're. they get mad if you're a positive guy. Well, I'm sorry if I'm that guy, okay? But I decided what are the best case scenarios for the Steelers this offseason? That's what I wanted to talk about. Everyone's talking about the worst case scenarios and the doomsday prophecies for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I said, hold the phone, pump the brakes. What about the best case scenarios? Everyone wants to talk about what could go wrong, but what could go right? What could go right that maybe this team, hear me out, maybe this team could actually contend in 2021. Okay, so I I came down with five things that I think are best case scenarios for the Steelers if they want to contend. And they're all going to happen or could happen this offseason. Okay, the first one's going to get people riled up right away. I know it is. I have a good feel for my fan base. I know that people are going to be driving in their car or they're going to be tuning in and saying, oh, Jeff's off his rocker again. Someone call for help. Number one is Ben Roethlisberger returns. I know. I know. It's horrible. Ben coming back. You don't want Ben to come back. We need to start this rebuild. We need to rip the Band-Aid off. I understand that line of thinking, but ultimately, I think that the best case scenario is that Ben Roethlisberger can come back in play. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Roethlisberger, for the first three quarters of the season, looked more than adequate to be able to make the throws necessary to still win at the NFL level. I ask myself all the time, if he had a running game, and if he had an offensive line that could just do a better job blocking, both in pass blocking and in run blocking, couldn't Ben Roethlisberger be even better? Let's also not forget that this offseason... Last offseason, Ben was getting his elbow ready. That that was his 100% focus. I have to get my elbow ready to throw. He had no preseason games. He had a very limited training camp. This is the first offseason. Now, with my luck, he's going to come out and retire on Thursday, and then this is going to sound like absolute malarkey. But (laughs) that's just my luck. But if Ben Roethlisberger can come back, I think that's the best-case scenario for the Steelers in 2021. If they have to sign him to a two-year extension and that's to take that dead cap hit and kind of spread it out, that's fine. You got to do what you got to do. But I think that if they can do that, get Ben back in the fold, it's their best chance of winning. 
I, I know that Mason Rudolph showed improvement. Dwayne Haskins might be a, a it might be just like a hope and a prayer that this guy could pan out. But ultimately, the best chance for the Steelers to win anything in 2021, including just regular season games, is if Ben Roethlisberger returns. I'm just being honest. That's number one. Number two, the Steelers need to add some veteran players at key positions. Okay, they just there are certain positions that if they could add a veteran free agent. It's not going to cost them a lot. Now, I could go through and look at positions and give you players, but that's going to be too long. And honestly, I just wanted to say what positions I felt they need the veteran. I'm going to trust the Steelers to find the right player, but ultimately these positions are where I really feel like they need to pay attention. Number one is center. And this is something Dave and I talked about on Monday where we said we could actually see the Steelers triple dipping in center. And what do we mean by that? Well, you have J.C. Hassenauer as a restricted free agent. So you keep him in the fold pretty much with that tag. So you're going to keep him. That's one. You you want to bring in a veteran of some kind at center because you don't want to throw a rookie. Not every rookie is Marquise Pouncey that can come out of college and just play and start in the NFL right away. So you want to get a rookie as well. So you're looking at uh, – a draft pick, and a veteran. So you're looking at three potential players, Hour, a veteran free agent, and a rookie. You're really adding depth there at the interior. You're adding depth there at center. It's needed. It's very, very needed. Also running back. And there's a lot of folks out there that are just screaming from the top of the rooftops that they want to draft a running back. And I understand that. Whether it's, uh, it's uh, the Clemson running back, the Alabama running back, the North Carolina running back, doesn't matter who you're talking about there's a lot of people that want the Steelers to go running back high I just don't see that being a good course of action with all the other team needs so I'm going to say if they can get a a, a a I'm not saying like a Frank or veteran I'm but someone that has experience in the league that still has some tread on the tires think like a D'Angelo Williams when they brought in D'Angelo Williams yeah not not LeGarrette Plunt. no not LeGarrette Plunt, but a D'Angelo Williams that came in and he was able to play really good football and he was at the end of his career. That's the type of player if they could find that would be a great addition to that room. I think they could also add a wide receiver. With Juju Smith-Schuster likely gone in free agency, you're looking at a ridiculously young, even younger than last year when Juju was there, and a young wide receiving core. I mean, James Washington is the veteran. Um, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, these players need someone in that locker room that's been there, done that. I know that Michael Beck, our deputy editor, has written articles about players like Larry Fitzgerald, if he's willing to come back, or Danny Amendola. I'd be okay with any of them. Give me a reliable receiver. He did bring up Emmanuel Sanders in an article on Tuesday. Not sure about that one. I feel like those bridges have been burned, but still, I think wide receiver is a position they could definitely add. Tight end, Vance McDonald retires. Are you going to go into the season with Eric Ebron and Zach Gentry and Kevin Rader? Probably not. But while one of those two guys could fill the blocking tight end, you want someone else who's a little bit more of a dual threat. Ebron is not a blocker, never has been, probably never will be. But Ebron's your pass catcher. If you can get a guy that can do both, think like a Heath Miller. Doesn't have to be ridiculously athletic, but can still block and can still catch the ball, can still run routes. Some of them are saying Jesse James. I'm not so sure that's the answer, but possibly. You never know. And then lastly, I think a cornerback. If you can get a cornerback, another solid cornerback, because if you're looking at the potential of losing Cam Sutton or Mike Hilton, getting someone else 
Not It's not going to be ridiculously expensive, but could also be a good depth piece in case Joe Hayden is gone or if Joe Hayden gets hurt or if Steven Nelson gets banged up. I'm not sold on Justin Lane. And that's that's a known fact for those that have listened to me for the entire season. I'm not sold on Justin Lane. So with that said, you want to add some veteran presence there. So that's number two, veteran additions. Let's go to number three. The best case scenario is that the salary cap rises, rise from the dead salary cap. There's rumors that the NFL is really waiting to see how these TV deals pan out. And if they get what they think they're going to get, there's a chance. Not It's not written in stone. But there's a chance that the salary cap would not be at 180. It might be closer to 198, which is what it is right now. If the the NFL salary cap could stay at 198, the Steelers can be just fine. They'll be just fine. They've cleared money with the two retirements of McDonald and Pouncey. They had some rollover from 2020. You figure they're going to restructure some players. They will be able to manage that. But if that's that could be a best case scenario here, folks. Remember, I'm not predicting that it's going to happen. This whole podcast, this whole segment is based off of the best case scenarios for the Steelers this offseason. So number one was Ben coming back. Number two, we're adding some veteran players at key positions. And number three is the salary cap doesn't fall, but it actually rises or stays the same. We have two more. I would really love to see some players take some hometown discounts for the Pittsburgh Steelers to stay in the black and gold. This is not a popular thing to do, but when you're not sure about the salary cap, there's one thing that you can kind of bank on, and that's players might say, well, I could try to risk it and go out and make as much, or I could stay in Pittsburgh for a year or two, really play well, and then I could get myself another huge contract. Here are some players that I would be really, really interested in the Steelers doing their best to try to keep them in Pittsburgh, but at a really hometown discount, or let me just put it this way, a salary cap friendly deal. And we know how the Steelers like to do that. The Steelers like to give them a signing bonus. Not a lot of money in that first year. They like to backload those contracts so they have some salary cap forgiveness in the first year of the contract. But here are some players that I think the Steelers should really keep their fingers crossed Best case scenario if they can get hometown discounts. Number one, Zach Banner. I've said it before. I'll say it again. If Zach Banner and Chooks Okor for your tackles, I'm I'm okay with that. And that's assuming Alejandro Villanueva is going somewhere else, either retirement or he's going to play somewhere else next year. Matt Filer. I think that Matt Filer's position flexibility makes him an extremely valuable piece of the puzzle. He can play guard. He can play tackle. He, he could he can bounce around. So I think he's a better tackle than a guard, but that's just me personally. But if you could get him as well, now all of a sudden you have a competition at tackle if they're going to bump him back out there. If you're assuming David DeCastro is back and Kevin Dodson is going to be the other guard, then all of a sudden you have Banner, Okorafor, and Filer battling it out for right, left tackle in any way possible. But that has to be at the right price because he might get a high price tag put on him this offseason. The next I'm going to lump together. Because it might not be both, but if they can get one, I'd be happy. And that's Mike Hilton or Cam Sutton. If they can get one of those two, it would be awesome if they could get both. But if they could get one of those two players to stay, and it's on a team-friendly deal, then the Steelers' defense is going to be just fine. If they can get both, the Steelers' defense will be great. If they can just get one, they'll still be okay. They'll still be fine. If they can add one more player at a team-friendly deal, it'd be Tyson Alawalu who's a free agent, if they can get him, if he says, you know, I'm at the the final years of my career, 
I want to finish it with a team that really gave me a chance after Jacksonville kind of threw him to the side. And he kind of he flourished in Pittsburgh. Let's be honest. He flourished in Pittsburgh. Let's see if he would honor the Steelers and say, I'm going to play. I'll give you guys two more years. Team-friendly deal. Let's do this. Let's see what we can do. Let's see how good this defense can be. If they could get those those players, Zach Banner, Matt Filer, <clears throat> Hilton or Sutton, and Alawalu, I'd be a happy man. Heck, even if you just get two or three of those, I'd be a happy man. And the last one, you get some new coaches in there. A lot of new coaches. Mainly the offensive line, Adrian Clem. Mainly the, the offensive coordinator in Matt Canada. New coaches, new regime, new offense. Best case scenario. They're probably working on it already. They're getting the plans together. They're putting together the process. They're figuring out who they're going to have. They're figuring out who they want figuring out what they need, but hopefully, best case scenario is that these new coaches in these new positions are going to get those pieces of the puzzle, and they're going to make it look awesome. Whatever that might look like, I don't know yet. Maybe it's a complete turnaround from what we saw in the Frandy Feetner era, which is throw, 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 throw. Maybe it's more of a balanced attack. Maybe it's more of a power running, or maybe it's a lot of motions, a lot of deception. Matt Canada loves that. I'm not sure what it's going to look like, but I'm just hopeful in a best case scenario. That's what this whole segment's about, that these new coaches in a new regime equal change for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So if those five things, Ben coming back, veteran additions at key positions, the salary cap rises, doesn't fall, but rises. You get a hometown discount with some key players, and then you got those new coaches in the fold, ready to make a change, ready to put their stamp on the NFL and their stamp on the Steelers. That's a recipe for success for the Steelers this offseason, the best case scenario. Are you now an optimist like I am? Ah, probably not. If you're a pessimist like my brother, then you won't, it doesn't matter. I could talk to him blue in the face. He'd be like, they're still going to stink. So whatever you think, that's fine. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to open up that mailbag. Mailbag. I got my mailbag now. That's right. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. with Game Pass. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment. I'm Jeff Parker, your host on this Wednesday hump day. Let's ride, and it is mailbag time. Whoop, whoop. I put out this every Tuesday around midday, I think, Tuesday was like 11 o'clock. Follow me on Twitter to find out when I put it out there. And it's at jhartman, J-H-A-R-T-M-A-N, underscore P-I-T. Follow me. And I tell me, I'm telling you, it's every Tuesday around noon. And I retweet it on the Behind the Steel Curtain uh, Twitter feed as well so that we get as many people as we can to see it. Because I get the algorithm can be a little tricky at times. But still, you all responded. Awesome job. My ride or die crew. I love you all. You're great. You're the best fans in the world. We're only growing. Keep it up on Twitter. 
tag me in tweets. I'll retweet them. Use the hashtag Ride or Die Crew. If anything, it makes people wonder what we're talking about. That gets more people in it. Trust me, it's like a biker gang. Maybe not like a real biker gang. Maybe it's just like the kids in the Tonka, uh, the Power Wheels or whatever. But I don't know. Let's get this thing started. Gyro says, let's say the Lions want to trade out of pick number seven. Both Trey Lance and Justin Fields are available. What would be your offer to trade up? And what would you take? Who would you take with the pick? So the offer would be, obviously, you're going to swap ones. Moving all the way up to seven is going to be expensive. You might have to give up your two this year. You might have to give up a two next year. And maybe uh, if there's a player that they're interested in, you could maybe throw that in. So if that's enough to get you up to seven, and that's a lot. I'm not sure if I'm comfortable giving up all that, by the way. But if, if that's good enough, I'm still going to take Trey Lance over Justin Fields. There's just something about Oklahoma, oh, I'm sorry, Ohio State quarterbacks I just don't like in the NFL level that includes Dwayne Haskins. For anyone that's wondering, uh, I would take Trey Lance. There you go. Lori, welcome back, Lori, from across the pond. She says, imagining Ben is gone. Okay, so Ben Roethlisberger is gone. What would you rather do? Give up a lot of draft capital for an elite quarterback like, say, Deshaun Watson or Take your time, build a really solid roster, but with an average quarterback like Rudolph. So when was the last time, Lori, that we've seen an average quarterback win a Super Bowl? Everyone always goes back to Trent Dilfer, and yeah, I know that that happened. But typically, the teams that win the Super Bowls have an upper echelon quarterback. So whether it's Tom Brady at 43 this year, whether it's players like Russell Wilson, whether it's players like Patrick Mahomes, Typically, the elite quarterbacks are the ones that are holding the trophy at the end. I would say if Ben's gone, if you can make a deal to get an elite quarterback, and I'm talking about the right one, I don't, I'm not entertaining ideas. I said this before for like Aaron Rodgers. He's at the end of his career. Like it or not, he's at the end of his career. But Deshaun Watson has a ton of years left. So for someone like Deshaun Watson to come to Pittsburgh, holy cow, that would be huge. You already have the defense. Now it would just be putting the pieces together the Steelers have proven they can turn something into nothing I would say if if it's if it's honestly to win now that's what you do hashtag she used hashtag ride or die crew thank you very much Hagen he says how does Canada fit in Ben's office I love the way that you put that question because that's the honest truth if Ben is back it's how does he fit into Canada's office well we're not sure we do know from last season when Canada was the offensive court I'm sorry the quarterbacks coach not the offensive coordinator. They started to use a lot more of the pre-snap motions and things like that, and it really, in, in RPOs, run-pass options, Roethlisberger didn't look comfortable in those sets at all. I have to think that Canada's going to have to want to, he's going to want to get Ben under center more. They're going to want to run a lot of these motions and these run-pass options. Ben's going to have to get comfortable there. But Canada has proven, if he's proven one thing throughout his career, whether we're talking at Pitt, Maryland, LSU, NC State, doesn't matter where, he's able to make what they have work with something. He's not a, this is my system, this is how we're going to do it, either you do it or you're gone. That doesn't seem like Matt Canada's MO at this point in his career, so take that for what it's worth, he'll try to make something work, try. All right, Zibs asks, given that the center position in this draft is not the deepest, and it's not, is there any free agents that caught your eye for the Steelers? Well, Zibs, funny that you asked because our good friend Brian Anthony Davis has been doing a position-by-position position free agent market watch. 
and he had just done the center. So here's who he has atop his list. The most notable free agent centers coming up. Corey Lindsley of the Green Bay Packers. He's 29 years old. David Andrews of the Patriots. He's 28. Uh, Austin Ryder of the Kansas City Chiefs is 29. Uh, Ethan, I think it's Posick from the Seattle is 25. Well, he's young. Ted Karras of the Dolphins is 28. I think that, you know, those are going to be expensive players, especially those that have, um, you know, the, the high scores. Like he has the PFF position rankings here. Lins, Lindsley is number one. Andrews is 14. Uh, Reader or writer from the Chiefs is 12. Uh, Posick is 26. Karras is 17th. And those are all good players. I mean, it, it, to be honest with you, I think that the, the Alex Mack is another one that could be uh, end of his career. Matt Skura from the Ravens. Uh, even Kilgore of the Chiefs is another option. So that's who uh, Brian Anthony Davis had on his list. Take that for what it's worth. I'm not sure if any of those players are going to be the answer. But like I said earlier in the show, I would want them to bring Hassenauer back, get a free agent, and then also draft someone. Triple dip at the center position. Tanner Meyer says, I've been a bit down on our 2021 outlook. Hopefully my podcast in the first segment helps you. He said, so I'll try to think positively here, like you're thinking already, Tanner. What positions do you think the Steelers can improve on from last year through through free agency losses, free agency pickups, whatever that looks like, in the draft? I'm thinking possibly running back, offensive tackle, inside linebacker, depth at least. So I think they're going to lose the majority of their free agents. Let me get that out of the way right off the bat. But I do think, like I said in the first segment, that there are some positions they could add veteran players, center, running back, wide receiver, tight end, cornerback, like that. In the draft, though, that's where I'm looking for them to add a linebacker, an edge rusher, center, tackle, even a, a flexible guard player is versatile um, on the offensive line. This Steelers team, if you want to give a positive outlook, if they can get players like Banner back, you got Okora forward, you got Dotson, you got DeCastro, if you can just find a center, that offense is still going to be pretty solid. I really do think that. And then the defense, yeah, they might miss someone like Alawalu, Hilton or Sutton might be gone, but they're going to be pretty good too. Let's not let's not throw up a white flag of surrender yet, folks. Let's keep that in mind. Paul asks, if it's not the Steelers, who are the top three teams J.J. Watt could join and why? And he says, hashtag ride or die crew. Thank you, Paul. Um, I got to think that Green Bay, just being the Wisconsin connection, and they're a contender. I think that's important to J.J. Watt. He wants to play for a contender. Uh, Green Bay is definitely going to be enticing. I think Tampa Bay is going to be enticing. They're going to have some space. They could definitely add him. He could be on a Super Bowl contender just like that. And then the third team, I'll go and say someone like the Buffalo Bills or even the New England Patriots could make a run at him too. And when you look at Buffalo, that's another contender. I can't stress enough that J.J. Watt, at his stage, at the stage that he's in in his career, he isn't. He's not really playing for money anymore. He wants to play for a winner. And if he's not going to play for a winner, he probably wants to play with his brothers. And that's why the Steelers continue to be at the top of the Vegas odds for the team to sign J.J. Watt. I still do think he's won three Defensive Player of the Year awards. He's been All Pro a bunch of times, Pro Bowl, whatever. He needs a Super Bowl. And so because of that, with Paul, I'm going to say that those are the three teams I would suggest for J.J. Watt that he could join, and that's why. All right, let's go to the next question by Rich. He says, how would J.J. Watt fit in the Steelers' defense? You all are asking a ton of questions about J.J. Watt, and that's fine. 
Jeffrey Benedict wrote an article, I think it ran Tuesday morning, if not Tuesday, it was Monday morning, I'm sorry, Monday morning, and it was an entire film room about J.J. Watt with his position versatility. He can play on the edge, he can play in the interior, would be the perfect weapon for the Steelers, because if you lose someone like Alawalu, he can even play in a 3-4 scheme on the interior, and then if you need him to, to kind of flex out on the edge, he could do that to replace his brother, to replace Alex Highsmith, the guy can literally play all along the front seven. And so when you have a, someone with that much versatility and you're desperately needing depth al- along that pos- the, all those positions, really, he'd be a great fit for the Steelers. But he'd probably be a great fit for every team, just to be honest. Um, Atrocious Penguin says, Hearing talks of cap coming much higher than expected. That being said, if you could bring two free agents back on a decent price tag, who would they be? Um, I do think the banner is going to be coming back. I think it's going to be on the cheap. There's a report from Mark Caboli, who is an article that he wrote. The banner said that he's going to gamble on himself again. That tells me he's going to take a really cheap deal to stay in Pittsburgh for at least one more year, maybe even two. So if I had to pick two others, it's Hilton and Sutton. If you can keep Mike Hilton, if you can keep Cam Sutton at a recent decent price tag, that's who I'm picking because if you can keep those two in the secondary your defense is going to be tremendous once again. And if the Steelers are going to win, they're going to need the defense to be the very best that it can be. And that's what it would take. So that those are the two players, Hilton and Sutton. Jeremy Betts says, if you're Matt Canada, do you want Ben Roethlisberger to return? I don't envision him being able to run the type of offense that Canada wants to unleash. That's a great question, Jeremy. I think that if you're if you're Matt Canada, there's no way you say you don't want a future Hall of Fame quarterback to be on your roster. I think that's just a very simple way to put it. But at the same time, he has to be wondering, is Ben going to be willing or able to run the system that I want? And if there's anyone that would know the answer, and this is something I talked about before on these podcasts, is that if anyone would know that, it's Matt Canada, who was a quarterback's coach last season with Ben Roethlisberger. So he saw firsthand, is Roethlisberger able? Is Roethlisberger willing? to try something new, to get out of his comfort zone. And he would know better than anyone whether that's a possibility or not. So I'm going to say that Matt Canada does want him to come back because he wants to have a successful offense, and he gives him the best chance for that to happen. So that's my answer. El Dutorino, he's always contributing to the mailbag. Thank you much, Dutorino. He says, is veteran leadership a big deal moving forward? I mean, should the Steelers go after a veteran wide receiver in free agency to be sort of the adult in the room? And will Big Ben really be important to develop an eventual young quarterback or mentorship? Was never his style anyways. Hashtag ride or die crew. Thank you very much, Duda Reno. I'm going to talk, and this is not a cop-out, by the way. I'm going to talk at length about leadership on the Steelers on Friday. Little teaser there. Check out the show on Friday morning. But ultimately, I think they should look at positions like wide receiver to, to bring in a veteran because – sometimes you need that leadership leadership everyone thinks that in the nfl leadership and coaching don't matter i cannot disagree more i think it does matter i think it matters in a big way and i'm going to talk about that more i'm going to talk about ben his leadership as well on friday's show so dude Reno, i know you're going to check it out but make sure you check out friday for a more much more in-depth answer to your question justin says hey Question for tomorrow's podcast. I love listening to you. The best Steelers updates. Thank you very much. Hashtag ride or die crew for life. My question is, I know you love Trey Lance, but I have watched him and he is nowhere near Zach Wilson. 
if Steelers are going to trade up, why not for Zach? Well, first, I don't think the Steelers are going to be willing to trade all the way up to get Zach. Zach Wilson, I think, is going to be maybe the second quarterback off the board. His his stock is rising rapidly. Now, if he drops, that's different. I like Zach Wilson. I think that he is a really good prospect. Trey Lance is raw. He's young. And I, I said it a bunch of times. The key to having Trey Lance would be to having Ben Roethlisberger come back this season. He wouldn't be forced into playing this year unless there were several injuries. He would get to watch. He would get to learn. And then in 2022, when everyone else is gone, it's his show. And so that's why I, I said Lance, I, I felt that if Trey Lance, if there's a quarterback that could fall, it's the quarterback that's young. It's the quarterback that's raw. It's a quarterback that's inexperienced and only played one game in 2020. And so if he falls back to those 10, 11, 12 range, the Steelers could say, let's make a move. But I don't think they're going to be willing or able to make the move all the way up to get Zach Wilson. That's the biggest thing. I do like Trey Lance as a prospect, but there's a lot of reasons for that, not just the fact that he can run and throw and all that. So I hope that makes sense. Okay, the last question, which it makes me laugh so hard. I literally, when I saw this, I was previewing these questions before I started the show and, and went on the air. And this comes back. I, I hope that this is <laughs> this is from okay, the Steelers preview podcast is myself, Dave Schofield, and Brian Anthony Davis, and we've been doing the show for years now. And for some reason, I don't even know how it got brought up. Brian Anthony Davis, he brought up the name of a former player. Uh, his name was actually Dick Shiner. Now I'm extremely immature. I mean, I am, I, I teach middle school kids. I have, and people always say, Oh my, you're such a saint. And I say, no, I have the same personality as them because I think that that's funny. I think that that name is funny. And so whenever the, the, we'll do a trivia every Thursday night on the Steelers preview podcast, make sure you check it out live on YouTube. And They'll ask a question. Dave will ask these off-the-wall questions about these players, and I almost always go with the answer of Dick Shiner. I know it's not Dick Shiner. I think it's funny to say Dick Shiner. So I'm hoping that whoever has this account created this because of those jokes that we've been saying for years. So this is from Dick Shiner's burner account. (laughs) He says, I'm replying from the burner. Do you have a Dick Shiner jersey? And the answer to that, Dick, is no. I do not have a Dick Shiner jersey. (laughs) But that made me laugh. And I hope it made you laugh wherever you are. The fact that someone is creative enough and funny enough to create a Twitter account labeled Dick Shiner's Burner account. So there you go. I hope you enjoyed this uh, mailbag as much as I did. I thank you for listening. Uh, make sure that you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do so that you don't miss a thing. What better way to end the show than with Dick Shiner talk? I mean, we're talking about Dick Shiner, all right? All right, folks, have a great day. I'll see you back here on Friday as we always finish out. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go Steelers. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. 
To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.